You can't have too much going on when you're waiting for a podcast to start. Why is that? You have to men- you have to mentally prepare. You got to get a glass of water, sit stand by, or, or some Pepsi Max. I actually have a classic Coke with me today. Oh, nice. Back to basics. Back, are we are we doing back to basics again? Well, I think so. I mean, just by the fact that it's just you and me, but... Are we recording? Yeah. Okay, Always recording well, now. <laughs> well, then, in that case, welcome to another edition of Gobeski Wallace Port. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And, to- and I'll let our guests introduce themselves now. Uh, All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't bring anybody. Not me either. But that's okay. I mean, that's why we're back to basics. We're back to basics. Yeah, that's what this is what we do this is what we do best. Just you and me. Uh, when's the last time we did this? Just you and me. Probably a year ago. It's surprising how frequently you can pressure people into coming on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're apparently really bad at it. Oh, I am. Yeah. Is that by design? Um, Sometimes it's it's partly out of laziness, I think. Usually decide when we're going to do the podcast, and I'm like, "Oh, great!" And then I don't even think about it until right beforehand. It's like, "Oh shoot!" Well, I guess it's just me. Sorry, episode fifty three on May tenth, twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, over a year. Maybe this could be like a, a yearly thing. <laughs> Remember when it was just a monthly thing? It's just what we did, <laughs> and then it became a bi monthly thing or a break over the summer thing. <laughs> <laughs> break over the summer. Yeah, that was weird how for a few years it was very consistent where it just ended up we didn't do any podcasts during the summer. Well, summer's the doldrums. Wouldn't that be the best time for a podcast? Well, there's just nothing going on. Oh, nothing to talk about? Oh, okay. Then, you know, you get caught up in your nothing and you don't think about doing podcasts and it's suddenly three months later and oh, we should probably do something now that it's August. That's right. I've been sitting and staring at a wall for three months. <laughs> time to tell how tell the world how it's been <laughs> now i'm fully relaxed I can face another year so yeah drinking a coke they uh they have the uh the share a coke and a song on the bottles this summer okay so they're away from the give a coke a name yeah which i miss i remember you know i, f- I found your name and my name last year and oh yeah did we post that i think we posted that we did not oh okay which is why it will be the picture for this podcast. All right. I'm just bringing up the Coke, in fact, pr- only so that we can use that picture. Oh. <laughs> but I thought you were going to talk about the new Coke design. It's just a regular, nothing special no, no, about it? No, no, I am. I was just joking. Okay. Turns out it's a it's a thing I do. Just <laughs> to sometimes not tell the truth in the interests of humor. Hmm. I should try and, that occasionally. And scare quote. Yeah, so these are like song lyrics. Uh, this one is I Love You This Much, which I'm not actually sure what song that's from. Oh, they're real songs. Yeah, they're all real songs. Like uh, I've seen like Lean On Me, uh, You Are So Beautiful To Me or something like that. Most of them are like songs I like recognized, like lyrics I recognize, but I don't actually know what I Love You This Much comes from because that's just so generic. Is it meant to be recognizable lyrics or is it kind of a fun game where you're like, oh, I wonder what song that is? I don't actually know. It's telling me I can Shazam the lyric if I want. Wait, does Shazam work that way now? I thought it was you. I don't actually know what Shazam is. Oh, it used to be an app where you would record a song as it was playing. It would tell you what song it was by analyzing the frequencies. 
but maybe oh. they've added features where you can <laughs> type in the lyrics or perhaps I guess it used to you could also sing the song, but you'd have to be pretty on pitch <laughs> to be able to have it recognize the song. It usually didn't work very well because of the backing tracks and such. Well, then I would assume Shazam has had move on since now. You can just literally ask your Google that and it will do it for you. So <laughs> That's true. And it will provide a link to the Google Play Store if you would like to buy it. It was like, oh, you're listening to Mustang Sally. It's $1.29 at the Google Play Store. <laughs> Click here to buy it. All right. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> like as if you hadn't heard that song before or wouldn't already have it if you wanted it. Uh, occasionally there's songs where it's like, I don't actually know who does this song or what it is, and I would like to know now. Like, uh, it, I recently discovered that the song with the the bitch and sacks that I didn't know what it was actually called is Baker Street hmm. by Jerry Rafferty. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. It's the one that goes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Everyone knows this song, but I didn't know what the heck it was called. <laughs> well, I guess you made your point there because I didn't know what the song was. And now I want to hear it. Of course, Coke can't put like sax notes on the side of the can. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next year is just staffs of staffs of music. <laughs> you just line up all of the coke cans next to each other on your uh, music stand <laughs> <laughs> slowly rotating on lazy susan so you can get the full score <laughs> so yeah i guess the biggest thing on uh my end is but pokemon go came out well it came out like three days ago and oh, uh, it's a pretty fun fun game four it's been more than six today's tuesday seven? came came out friday Early Friday or late Thursday? It could really have been any amount of time. I don't think it's been a week. Two months? Okay. <laughs> but so. yeah, no, it's a it's a fun game. It uses up your phone's battery a lot, which I can understand. That's why you don't want to play it. Yeah, my battery already drains. Like, like if I don't charge it, it'll last roughly 16 hours. Oh. Hmm. You know, the phone's getting old. Yeah, and it remains to be seen how much data this is really using up. I mean, it should be using up as much as maybe a map based app i think it uses google maps probably well maps is not a insignificant amount of data getting used oh not at all so Kara and i since we're both using we'll actually have to see in a over the course of the next month or so whether we're gonna hit our data cap which we never even came close to we got the lowest amount of data possible and we're like all right we're not downloading videos and that should do it right well i don't know how it is on uh apple iphones but on Androids, you can see how much data you're using. Oh, it's, yeah. There's an easy yeah. way to see. Kara and I hit, um, we were at the very end of the month when this started. So we had used almost no data. So we used up about two days worth. So really just be more of an accumulation thing. Like we had, we had the idea of what the rate was over the course of a couple of days, but we don't know how that'll be over the course of a month. You mean when you get bored with it in like a week when you've used up all your Pokeballs and you're just like, well, this is fun. Actually, that's not... Well, yes, it's probably something like that will happen. But they seem to give you a plethora of Pokeballs to use. I knew at least one person who had used them all up and was surrounded by Pokemon and couldn't do anything about it. Ooh, that's like my own personal hell. Well, actually, it's it's clearly... It matters where you live, too. Because yeah. there's all these Poke stops, basically places, real-life yeah. places that people have taken pictures of and got submitted to... I guess the right. game that this is based on or the basis of it is based on. Like the Westboro Baptist Church. Yes, that is definitely one of them. And the Holocaust Museum. 
really? don't know if you saw that today. No. Yes. Please from the Holocaust Museum saying basically, please do not catch Pokemon here. It's disrespectful. <laughs> I would think people would know that. Uh, never, never underestimate people's lack of self-awareness. Yeah, that's true. And probably lots of kids taking field trips there. Yeah, I suspect that was it, too. I do feel sorry for teachers in the coming uh, coming fall semester. Well, maybe it'll be worn off by then. Oh, Car uh, and I were stopped by a police officer while walking down the street. That's another thing that happened. While playing Pokemon Go? Yes. <laughs> Did he stop you because he could tell you were playing Pokemon Go? Yes. <laughs> so not an original story? <laughs> um, not necessarily. I just... Uh, he asked us... Hey, you guys playing Pokemon Go? And Kara's like, is it that obvious? <laughs> he said, yes. <laughs> so he asked us about the game, and I, I was wondering whether he was just... Because this was back in Grand Ledge. I was going to visit my family. Um, uh-huh. And it kind of sounded like maybe he just wanted to connect with the community and walk around and talk with people, which is excellent. It was nice to be able to talk with him. He didn't understand at first what it was, and... He and the other officers were confused why so many teenagers were hanging out down near uh, the island in Grand Ledge in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, I would, I would imagine the island is a poke stop. It is. There's a, there's a couple along the way. But yeah, we went down there. Um, we were having lunch down in Grand Ledge anyway, and then we walked down to the island. And Where'd you were, go? Um, Kajinos. I've actually choice. never been to Kajinos before. Oh, Believe yeah, it or stuff. not. It's good stuff and a great value. Pizza was fantastic. I'm a big fan of Kajinos. Not that I get it anymore out here in the in the the desert of Arizona, but the wilderness of the desert. wilderness, <laughs> the wilderness of the fifth largest city in the United States. <laughs> but yeah, I, the thing about Madison is that since it's a college town, whatever the game that it's based on was called Ingress, and my guess is that when people were creating whatever the equivalent of stops were in that game, there's a lot of people playing in college campuses. So mm-hmm. I was walking through campus a day and would hit a stop every 30 seconds or so. So I have hundreds of Pokeballs sitting in This was Wisconsin? Yes, this is Madison, Wisconsin, yes. Uh, not the University of Grand Ledge? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm jumping back and forth here. Yes. UGL! <laughs> Grand Ledge had quite a few, too. I mean, it just depends whether people who are in the beta of this other game bother to put these stops down. So if you're lucky enough to have had somebody do that, then you might be in a good position to play. If not, yeah, I can see how you'd be out in the middle of nowhere or maybe even a populated place where somebody hadn't bothered to put down these stops and you could get stuck and end up having to pay money. But as it stands in Madison, you can go perpetually without paying anything and still have quite a bit of fun. That's, that sounds that sounds better than Nintendo's previous app. Which was, what was that? Uh, Miitomo, which I, which I did download onto my phone. Basically, you it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be like a social media app. You sort of take your me and you answer questions and then you post friends, except I literally have zero friends on this app. So, <laughs> but if you answer enough questions, they give you virtual currency that you can use on my Nintendo, which is a rewards website. It's the only reason I downloaded the thing. What are the nature of these rewards? Wallpapers, prime, you know, downloadable stuff. Occasionally you might get like a code for like a, an old Game Boy game on your 3DS or something like that. Oh, but, yeah, that would be the sort of thing that I would think would make it worthwhile. And the other things are fun, but the other thing I found about Pokemon Go is you have to be a little careful because children will come up and start talking to you in the park. Ugh. Yep. Children. 
<laughs> Gone out of my way to avoid children for the last couple of decades since I had to deal with them while I was in school. But Carl, Carl also pointed out that when we were uh, down at the island and a kid came up to us and started talking to us about what Pokemon he had, catch, he had caught, uh, that she was like, I'm glad you were around. That would have been especially weird. Or if that kid's mother would have been around, <laughs> it would have been especially weird. Wait, why? I don't know. It's weird, like, just going to a park as an adult by yourself and starting conversations with oh, children. Oh, so seem, she just meant... untoward. In, she meant in general rather than the specific act of talking to a child. Oh, no. <laughs> in most supervised situations, talking to children is okay. But people also go, in Madison especially, people go to these places in the middle of the night, too. Like midnight or 1 a.m., because you can see, like, there's gyms, and you go and you put your Pokemon down, and then people have to fight it to take it out of the gym, and you get currency the longer you stay there, and people can't beat you. But, yeah, I mean, Car and I will do that at, like, 8 o'clock or something. There's a park right next to us. We can go over there and take it over. And then the next morning, somebody's come by <laughs> and taken that over. So there's just roving bands of people playing this game. Sounds like, uh, fun. <laughs> I'm sure if I had a more advanced phone, I'd probably be playing too. But Yeah, it seems like something you might actually enjoy since I know you've played, or at least you kind of got into the DS system of walking around and meeting other people and it recording yeah. your walking. So the problem with that, basically what happened was Nintendo was like, hey, let's give you more value. Give us $5. You can have, you know, you can buy like three more games. You can interact with people more. Which is great in theory. In practice, it meant every time I looked at like the people I had met, if I wanted to use them in the games, I had to devote an hour of time to the playing the games. Oh. Like it suddenly wasn't like, oh, okay, let me get three puzzle pieces and fight some guy and I'm done. Okay, that was a fun 10 minutes. No, now it's like, let me get some puzzle pieces and fight some guys and grow some plants and shoot down some aliens and kill some zombies and explore a haunted house and uh, build an army and fight some other people in the army. And I was just like, oh, let me go fishing for a while. <laughs> like, I I appreciate it, but it basically was just because it's also one of those things where if you don't use them and you and then another group comes along, you use you lose the previous group. Oh, so, hmm. it's, so it's like you have to use them. Or they go away, and it's like, ugh. Now I feel... Now this is turning into an obligation. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess in closing with the Pokemon Go, it's it's interesting. People actually come up and talk with you. You can... Just based on the way people are walking down the street, you can tell who's playing and who's not playing. And there's thousands of people in Madison. I mean, it's because they're college students. They don't have anything better to do, but... Particularly over the break. Yes, that's true. So... How do you feel about the Pokemon Go user agreement? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. I created a fake or a new Google account specifically to play the game, and I did that today after I looked up oh. what rights I had given my other Google account and took them away. Yeah, I heard you could just go to Pokemon.com and register there. And yeah. More or less accomplish the same thing, although you lose progress, apparently. The issue with that was at least the iOS app, when you click on the option to do that, it goes to a dead link and says mm -hmm. it can't find the website. And it was, you know, it was a hassle at the time. 
probably more worthwhile than giving them access to your entire Google account, which is at least what it seems like it's doing. There's been well, lots there of were, arguments about what it actually is or is not doing. Yeah, there was a suggestion that was just a holdover from the previous game that you were talking about, and that the only thing it wanted was basic profile info, but you still gave it all the other information. Right. It's like, uh... So I decided just to cut and run right now. If I was going to start over, I might as well do it now instead of a week from now. Yeah. That's Even if they end up fixing it, then at least I didn't lose too much progress. Sounds reasonable. And then uh, you and I also created a meme, which was fun. Well, you actually created the meme. I uh, You suggested I just, it. That's, I, I suggested that's it. it. I commissioned it for my I birthday. <laughs> he commissioned it. <laughs> so what is this meme? Because there's nothing better than hearing memes described via audio. <laughs> Something that takes uh, three seconds to comprehend. We can drag out into a five-minute explanation. <laughs> We uh, watched the movie Captain America, and no, not that Captain America. Which version of Captain America did you watch? And by you, I mean us. The version of Captain America from 1990, which you were saying did not come out in theaters? Or was supposed to and did not? In the United States, I believe it was direct-to-video. Overseas, it was released in theaters. It was obscure enough, I did not know it existed. It's similar to the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, I believe. Was direct to video here, but uh, theatrically released overseas. Yeah, I only know that existed because you told me as well. So <laughs> I think we they're about that. on the same level. I know exactly. You told me by making me watch it. Oh yeah, because I saw it at uh, like CVS or something for five bucks <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, we watched this movie and over Skype. Over Skype, yeah, which was a new fun thing to do. I was impressed how. Well it worked. Yeah, I want to keep doing that. You know, I think that'd be a good thing to kind of switch off. You know, every once in a while with, you know, doing a podcast or playing a video game or watching a movie, because that's 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 yeah. something I miss not being able to do together. And it's not right. like the quality of the picture on this particular movie is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're watching movies where that's where we need the 4K ultra high def experience <laughs> or to be able to understand every single word that's said. Uh, that's probably be true even if you were watching the 4k ultra high def <laughs> people mumble their way through the movie <laughs> or as they talk talk in foreign languages only one of every 10 lines is translated <laughs> yeah that was a that was a part of this captain america like there's a lot of dialogue happening maybe we're not supposed to know what it is oh they translated that line <laughs> i guess that one was an important line <laughs> Yeah, it's like, look, I agree that nine tenths of it we understood from context and that the one or so or two lines that they translated, we wouldn't have been able to gather, but it's still kind of weird. I think you could go one way or the other. Um, but yeah, there's one particular line in this movie which really tickled my funny bone in just the right way, which was, well, there's OK, there's this scene. So the president gets kidnapped. Yeah, maybe you should just give a brief recap of what's happening in the movie for Okay, Captain America gets frozen and comes back or gets reanimated in the so, present so, day, which is 1990. So, yeah, so you know how there was a whole movie devoted to Captain America in the 1940s a few years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Imagine if that took 10 minutes. <laughs> all right, 15 minutes. Yeah, all, all of that stuff happens. The villain's established. He gets frozen. He comes back to life in the 90s. 
the president gets kidnapped, and it turns out the president actually saw Captain America right before he got frozen, flying on a missile. Which, As one does. Which inspired him to become a politician and become president. <laughs> That's actually part of the movie. Uh, then the president gets kidnapped in Italy. Yep. So Captain America finds him, releases him, and tells the president to go to safety, but the president decides he would rather help Captain America. Because he's a because he's a good president. Yeah, he's a hero. He'd, he'd right? rather put himself in danger. <laughs> so I, he gets a gun, and Captain America is like, "Okay, I guess so." And <laughs> the president gets shot, and then I think ends up saving Captain America by shooting someone else. Was that what happened right before that? It must have. Been yeah, I, I. It was something like he shot the guy who was going to shoot Captain America, or, or something, or maybe knocked him out, or. I kind of zoned out at that minute, so I'm not sure. So Captain America turns around and says, Mr. President, thanks. With a thumbs up. With, with a, a cheesy thumbs up. thumbs up. Yes. And a big smile. And the president looks very dazed and kind of confused, but musters a, a smile in any case. I don't know. It just If you actually see the image with it, then it's pretty amusing. Which is why I said for my birthday that the best thing that you could possibly do would be to make that into an, an animated GIF, which we haven't done yet. This is our first one. What? No, I did it. Yeah, that's this is our first one, isn't oh, it? Oh, oh, I see. So when you said we haven't done it yet, you meant prior to this, which one, we, we had hadn't, not we, we had not done yet. Okay, I see. But now we have, and then I put it on the website because it turns out Facebook can only read animated GIFs if you're linked to them. You can't just load one directly onto the website. Really? Could, well. Animated GIFs can go into somebody's feed, though, and then people can see them as they're scrolling, right? Or is that yes, not true? Yes, but they have to be linked to a website. Oh, okay. Like, you can't just load the image directly to Facebook like you can with, like, a photograph, because otherwise it treats it as a still photo. Oh. So, yeah, I guess that's what we, what we have to do now is just spam everyone with this, find every single instance in which this could possibly apply, and post that in the comments for anything that anyone says to try to make this go viral. This rather than attempting to make our podcast more popular. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Links back to the website. And people yeah. are like, oh. Temporarily. Yeah. People always look up at the address bar after they watch an animated GIF, right? I know I do. <laughs> Who are the geniuses that came up with this one? <laughs> Imger. Imger. <Wow. laughs> they come up with a lot of them. They just never stop working. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Did you have a nice birthday? I know yours was post-Piscopo Day, so... Yeah, so it's kind of the wind-down of the, the birthday month. But yeah, I think yeah. you're, you're the, you were the final observed birthday that I'm aware of. I try to take my birthday off. I couldn't do that this year, so it was mostly working. But we went out to dinner afterward. That was nice. So I wouldn't say any, anything special. Adam got me a, a set of Flight of the Concord CDs from the bbc radio show which was awesome i'd never actually i'd heard that that existed but i'd never actually listened to it before and it was it was nice it was a good way to uh kill time during the trip back to michigan that i had mentioned before you uh you know i'm right here right yeah i'm explaining to our so, so audience you, so you don't need to refer to me in the third person i'm literally right here i'm <laughs> oh, sorry let's get our presentation set here so now i should always i should never refer to the audience i should always refer to you here we are almost 70 podcasts in. well given that the uh general 
setup of the podcast is you and I are having a conversation and everyone else is listening to that conversation. Wouldn't you rather have a conversation with the audience? Well, let's try that. Okay. Um, so, uh, Adam and I were wondering, how uh, how is everybody doing today? What was your day like? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You don't say. Fascinating. And see, this is where the audience, like, puts their own words and in between everything Yes, say. we know. <laughs> well, I was trying to give them instruction. You don't think much of our audience, do you? No, not at all. I was going for a higher class, and you were like, nope, lowest common denominator. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about myself listening to this podcast, and I would like instructions about what I am to do. Like, I can't just enjoy things by myself. I have to be instructed. So many things I could say in response to that, but I'm not going to. Because <laughs> they all involve masturbation jokes. <laughs> We've done those on this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's we we don't have to devolve to that today. Okay. Back to, back to basics. Well, that's more advanced stuff. It came <laughs> later, I think. That's in the next <laughs> section of the course. Podcasting yes. 201. <laughs> so, uh, how about that new Ghostbusters movie coming out this weekend? Yeah. Reviews are fairly good so far, right? They are, despite the best if efforts of uh certain factions of fandom to bury those reviews here's my theory about that the people who thought that this wasn't going to be a good movie seem like people who don't like movies right am i wrong in that like if you know uh, the people that are going to be in this movie you know melissa mccarthy's in it right you kristen know wiggs. kristen wiggs in it you know it's directed by paul feig who's directed have you Is seen Feig? Feig or Feig? I don't know. I literally only ever read this name. I never hear it pronounced. Paul F. I, I assumed it was Feig just because it looked oh. vaguely German, but I don't know. For we'll sure. go with Feig. Um, well, it's directed by him. And have you seen Spy before? Uh, I haven't seen Spy. I've seen okay. Bridesmaids. Yeah, Bridesmaids. I mean, perfect example. I mean, these are a couple of movies that going into them, I'd not really heard a lot. And actually, after having watched them, I was like, wow, that was a much better movie than I thought it was going to be just based on the premise. So, I mean, after, you know, with the Ghostbusters movie coming out, I was like, well, this I can't imagine how this movie would be bad. Oh, you were right the first time. It's apparently it's Paul Feig. It's Hungarian. That's what he's. This is according to a Vanity Fair interview. They, Sorry, they went I, through the pronunciation of it. <laughs> yeah, they said, first off, how do you say your last name? Oh, they asked him the question. OK, yeah. A good first interview question for, for anyone. <laughs> hey, inquiring minds wanted to know, us included. So is it Steven Spielberg? <laughs> Please tell us, how do you pronounce your name? No, his is Spielberg. <laughs> well, that should be the first question that anyone asks him in any interview, even now. <laughs> Senor Spielbergo. <laughs> But yeah, if, how how can you know about those movies, know at least the reviews they've got, and then expect this movie to be bad based on a trailer? When is a trailer ever... Well... It, it's it's pretty much a crapshoot yeah. when you see a trailer, whether or not that will actually represent the movie that you're going to see. I, I agree with you, but I think part of the reason that... I think the trailer was generally hated upon because of these people already. 
Oh, really? I don't think a lot. Of, I think a, quite a bit of the negative reaction is not because of the trailer. It was around before that. It's because of the idea of rebooting Ghostbusters with four female leads. Yeah, see. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just a different approach to uh, what you expect of movies. Like, I'll look at the actors who are in it. I'll look at the director or maybe the writers. And then usually based on that, I can get a feel for whether I'd want to see it or not. It's even intellectual property. I mean, like something like 21. Have you seen 21 Jump Street? Have we talked about that? I have not. I've seen 22 Jump Street. Exactly. But I haven't actually, seen 21 Which Jump is actually better than 21 Jump Street. Really? Yeah, I thought so. But okay. at least it was a much better movie than you would have expected it to be. So, I mean, you shouldn't just look at the intellectual property and say like, oh, that should or shouldn't be redone. I mean, it's all about execution more than anything else. Yeah, I agree with that. I I mean, I will admit personally to being slightly disappointed to learn this was a reboot and not a continuation of the storyline. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have just said, yeah, it's, what, 30 years later? Yeah. I guess, yeah, 30 years later, and maybe there haven't been ghosts for a long time, and the other guys are old and aren't interested in it anymore. I don't know. Well, what Paul Feig said was that um, he preferred the idea that they were the ones that developed the technology rather than having us being sort of handed to them. Oh, yeah, I guess that worked. In, in that, terms that makes of like sense a, too, a narrative. Yeah. Exactly. Thing. But yeah, like I, uh, I asked my friend, hey, you want to see Ghostbusters this weekend? And he was like, I don't know, man. The reviews on IMDb are really, really low. <laughs> and I said, oh, do you genuinely not know about the conspiracy to deliberately attempt to ruin to like destroy the ratings for this movie and he's like i'm gonna need some evidence for this conspiracy theory at which point i sent him like two or three links and he was like okay fine now i have to see this movie (laughs) just for that reason but i've i don't know how much i trust imdb reviews anyway especially user reviews well that's all they are user reviews so Yeah. yeah you shouldn't really be trusting them at all i've heard that the worst is actually fandango yes which I think their average rating is like a four out of five stars or something like that. Or like almost nothing gets below three. No, I heard literally nothing gets below a three. Oh, literally nothing? Like you can't find one? Mordecai was a three out of five. Because <laughs> obviously they're invested in getting people to buy movie tickets. Yeah, no, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. And then uh, Rotten Tomatoes apparently was purchased by Fandango not too long ago. There were some concerns about that, although... Rotten Tomatoes isn't perhaps the best uh, review aggregator in the first place in the way because they're they basically put everyone into an either or box. They don't allow for shades of gray. Right. Right. Do they as opposed to something like Metacritic, which averages all the numbers and stuff. Is Rotten Tomatoes pretty transparent in its rating system or who it uses? And that's the key. Uh, They're willing to tell you how it is. They aggregated the rating. The, basically, the problem is that it's either did a reviewer like it or did a reviewer not like it. You know, is it a red ripe tomato or is it the splotchy green version? So although so any review that sort of falls in the middle, you know, the sort of three out of fives, two and a half out of fives, right? They have to get sort of shoehorned into one or the other. So that's why it's not an ideal system. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or maybe somebody who is looking at multiple reviews might put one of them higher and one of them lower or one of them. Yes. And one of them. No. Yeah, Maybe well, that's why something like Metacritic and... would actually will actually like say, okay, 
three out of five converts to 60%, 2.5 is 50%, and we can just average all the numbers together on just one scale. Right. I haven't really looked at Metacritic for movie movie reviews. I probably should. Video games, that's where I always go. Looking for old older video games that have high ratings that somehow I missed and will probably be cheap at this point. Yes. Yeah, I was doing that recently, particularly with uh, the Xbox 360. Oh, since. yeah. I, I think we'll discuss this more in a future podcast, but they recently announced that they were stopping production on making new Xbox 360s, mm. which sort of surprised me because I thought they had already done that, I guess. <laughs> I thought so, too. I mean, <laughs> it was like, oh, they're still making them. I thought they were just selling off all the S's and refurbs they had. Because <laughs> I don't know that there's many games being published anymore. No, 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 no. I think the Lego games and you know those sorts of things, and that's about it. Certainly not the the A list titles, right? But anyway, so yeah, so I was just like going through, you know, doing Google searches, and I'm like, what are the best Xbox 360 sleeper titles? Stuff like that. Hmm. So I was picking up a bunch at like various GameStops and things for. Under, you know, $10 per per game. Like what? Uh, so I got this game called Lost Odyssey, which is an RPG by the guy who made the first nine Final Fantasies, whose name I don't remember. I liked it's, most of those. It's like Hironobu something or other. Anyway, yeah, so he made uh, he made uh, this, this uh, RPG for the Xbox 360, and it's a 360 exclusive. And uh, it's four discs. Ooh. For 360? It's, wow. For 360, yeah. It's got it's got lots of cutscenes and things. and uh, I haven't actually played it for probably a month now, but uh, so far I'm so far I'm partway through disc two. So I guess that makes sense for some somebody who created previous Final Fantasy games, especially the PlayStation one. It's like I can make this into four discs, right? For all my cutscenes? Why not? <laughs> People are still willing to put up with that, right? The amazing thing about it was that certain uh Xbox three sixty uh, cases you can stack multiple discs in one spindle right yes. uh so like final fantasy 13 whatever the 361 was one i think that's right. one that does that right but apparently that spindle maxes out at three discs so it was three discs and then the fourth disc was in a sleeve tucked in where the manual goes <laughs> oh, interesting so, no i've never heard of that game i guess it's yeah, kind of a sleeper I mean, it's it's a Japanese RPG. It's very much in the sort of Final Fantasy style of like random encounters and fairly linear storyline stuff like that. Which you know, I don't mind if you know if you want a good Final Fantasy style game, Lost Odyssey is a great choice. And when I bought it, it was like six bucks. So oh wow, pretty good. Been playing that. Uh, I bought a copy of Eternal Sonata, which is the RPG about Chopin dying. Really? Remember this? I, I well, I've heard of it. I've heard of the name, but beyond that i don't know basically you're like inside chopin's dreams as he's dying it's a you know cutesy anime style i actually picked this up you know with the intention of like okay it'll sit on the shelf and i'll play it when i get to it and brianne sort of like immediately latched onto it and was like can i play and i was like i don't care go ahead Hmm. so now she's been taking over playing it and seems to be having a good time it's a little more of an action rpg but you ever played any of the tales games like uh tales of the abyss or tales of asperia or anything like that um, so it's kind of like that. You can see the enemies coming off right hand when you encounter them. You go to a separate screen where you can sort of run around the screen attacking, but you sort of take turns versus other 
like you take a turn to maneuver your guy and attack, and then the enemy takes a turn to maneuver and attack and stuff like that. It looked pretty entertaining, very cute sort of game. So yeah, so I've been going around picking up games like that. I finally played um, Broken Age. That was fun. I haven't actually beaten that yet. Yeah, there were a couple of spots that were a little bit difficult to get by, but not as hard as certain other adventure games I've played. Yeah, and I think for me, it wasn't like I got stuck. It was just like, okay, I'm just not going. I've reached a stopping point. I'm not going to play for a while, and I just haven't gotten back to picking it up, which might be a problem. I'm like, wait, who are you? What am I doing? But that no. was that was a fun one to uh, to look at. The art's fantastic in it. And, you know, the typical sort of Tim good Schafer voice yeah, dialogue and good voice acting. Elijah Wood and Jack Black, among others. Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton, which I didn't know he was in it. And then I picked that up. I was like, why do I recognize that lumberjack's voice? Oh, <laughs> OK. Whereas Brian was watching me play and immediately was like, that's Will Wheaton. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that? You don't even watch Star Trek. <laughs> It's the hipster lumberjack, which I found amusing as well. And then we've got a uh, Thimbleweed Park coming out in a few months. I I don't know what that is. That is the new classic style RPG from Ron Gilbert. Oh, company hmm. uh, Gary Winnick. Basically, they did a Kickstarter to said let's make a graphic adventure old style, as if you had you know discovered a Commodore sixty four graphic adventure that no one knew about. Now, it turns out it's not going to quite be like that. Like, it'll be, there'll be a little bit more advances on things. It won't be exactly. But that's the sort of feel they're going for is like, you know, the first time you played Secret of Monkey Island or Maniac Mansion or something like that. Yeah, neat. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of Kickstarters, when you finish Broken Age, the worst part of it is sitting through the credits where they list every single Kickstarter backer. (laughs) There was a point where, there was an entire page full of Michaels, probably about 250 Michaels on the same page. <laughs> it was like, uh, there might be a shortcut scene after this. Uh. <laughs> so it was probably about 10 minutes of sitting through Kickstarter backers. Yeah. I don't believe there was a cutscene. I don't Didn't remember. Doug, I think Doug told me there was some game or movie or something he watched where it was like, or maybe he just knew about that, like the credits were four hours long because of Kickstarter backers. <laughs> At least they they condensed the names and had like ten people per line. Even so, there was yeah. tons of them. But I guess if you paid for it, I mean that's how they yeah. got the game made. If all I have to do is sit through that, that's I guess worth the price. Well, and the actual price that I paid for the game too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've made it pretty far. And I haven't even had to open up my notebook of topics yet. Oh, nice. I had, I've been going through mine. I've only got one left, Oh, which well. was... Go ahead, because mine are more, are shorter and more personal. Have you heard of the movie Swiss Army Man at all? Uh, yes, with Daniel Radcliffe as a dead guy. Yes. I watched that one. How was it? It was much more entertaining than I expected. I actually liked it. The reviews, it was so hard to pick up from the reviews whether it would be worth seeing or not. And I thought it it was, especially if you kind of know going into it that it's a comedy. And the music was really interesting, too. Carr got the soundtrack for it, where the music is kind of integrated into the movie and the actors sing some of the music, too. Okay. And stick around for the ending, is what I would say. Like, the very, very ending. But yeah, I... (laughs) 
Danny Rycliffe's an interesting person. He clearly, after Harry Potter, decided that he wasn't ever going to do anything like that ever again and has made choices that were pretty much the complete opposite of that. Although, didn't he say at some point that he wouldn't mind returning to the Harry Potter character? Maybe. Maybe that's true. thought I read that in a headline, but maybe it was a lie. He's not opposed to making money. But I could just imagine like saying, Hey, Daniel, would, would you possibly want to play a corpse? It's like, it's the part I was born to play. Absolutely. <laughs> and I guess they also made a like a dummy of him that was supposed to look like him. And it's like, well, we're just going to make the dummy for the corpse to look like you. And we'll just put that in the movie. And he was like, no, I want to do it. <laughs> so they had a dummy that they didn't use because they actually had him in all the scenes, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. I I would recommend. All right. My list says things like, Charlie, do you still own that Led Zeppelin shirt? I had a Led... Oh, no. I mean, it was like a Target shirt or something. So, I mean, it was decently crafted, but it maybe had like three years in it or so. I just wondered because I remembered that you bought clothes that day rather than do laundry. (laughs) I forgot that. (laughs) No, I don't. You were like, I could do laundry or I could just buy a shirt and a pair of shorts. (laughs) And you elected to buy a shirt and a pair of shorts. That was that was my topic. No, cool. So it says Charlie bought clothes rather than do laundry. I think that speaks a lot about me. I think it really gets to the heart of my personality. It does. And now I can check it off my list. <laughs> I literally bought a little moleskin uh, notebook to carry around with me. Yeah. For all the times I remember, all the times I remember podcast or I think of podcast ideas and don't remember them when I get back or when we're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. That's my my problem, too, is that I just don't think about it most of the time. I should just create a list, too, and have that. But it's usually me. Like a half hour beforehand, I'm like, oh, I need to think of something, which is why we had that whole podcast of things that I watched. It was like, uh, let's go through yeah. my Netflix queue. What have I watched? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, you know, you're idly thinking about things, and you're like, oh, that might not be a bad idea to talk about on the podcast. And then you t- completely forget three yeah. hours later. And I was texting you then, but then we, I started texting you so much that they just started pages and pages above <laughs> up, right? And I just can't find it anymore. And I would like to have Dan Baker on the podcast and have you two discuss what the ideal country would be as well. I thought that was a really good idea for a podcast. Now, I don't know if he's opposed to being on the podcast since he somehow has never been on. Uh, I, know I know for was... a while he basically didn't have internet. He had dial up. Oh, okay. Or was using like data on his phone. Okay, that's... But I can certainly ask him. Let me write it down in my notebook here. (laughs) Now it's written, so... Yeah, now I won't remember. Now I won't forget. It has has an urgency to it now. Urgent, urgent. I don't know if you got more stuff to talk about, but... I think we're probably at a good length, so why don't we wrap it up? I can save these topics for a later date. Yeah, we, we're starting to build a uh, a backlog of topics. Yeah, I'm up to four now. <laughs> Two of which require other people to be here. <laughs> so a year from now, we can talk about, I don't know, latest stuff with Chris Christie and how things are going with him. I don't know. Bernie Sanders, <laughs> Bernie Sanders officially endorsed Hillary Clinton today, and that, that happened. Or today, or maybe it was yesterday, but recently. Yeah, I feel like even though... Because the Bernie bros were in meltdown. I couldn't help it. (laughs) I feel like even though he did a pretty good job of making it sound like he wholeheartedly endorsed her, the fact that he waited so long 
kind of tells part of the story. And I guess I, I understand why. He's pretty pragmatic about it. He was trying to get platform stuff for the Yeah, which he did. So, so yeah, exactly. That's why. I think was. I think he did yeah, the best he could in that situation. That's how politics uh should work, I dare say. So yeah, maybe the next one next uh podcast we'll have will be after the conventions. Who knows right. what'll happen? And let's let's just agree right now we probably won't discuss that. I think especially because of me, I think we've lent leaned towards politics maybe a little bit too much over the course of the last year or so on this podcast. It's entertaining occasionally. Well, uh, if Ted Cruz does something crazy, I'll allow it. <laughs> or if uh, it's just noteworthy in itself, either one, if something crazy happens. Still no word on Ted Cruz. That's your Ted Cruz update for the podcast. <laughs> he hasn't said a thing. What about my Terry Cruz update? Uh, Terry Cruz still on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Doing a fantastic job there, although I don't think any new episodes have been out. I've actually never seen that, really. I, um, you know, maybe five minutes here or there, but I saw one episode of it. It was pretty good. good. Not so good that I was like, "Oh, now I got to go and watch every single episode." But <laughs> it's amusing. I mean, uh, do you, question, I got to binge this. Question is, do you like Andy Samberg or not? If you don't like Andy Samberg, don't watch the show. <laughs> Despite the fact everyone else does a good job, I mean, if you can't stand him, then you're not gonna, you know, fifty percent of it, you're not gonna like. But if you do, kind of, kind of indifferent to Andy Samberg. Yeah, well, then I don't know. I don't hate him. You could give the show a shot, then. I probably won't, because there's just so many shows that. That's true. On. It's not at the top of my list. Well, geez, yeah, for another episode of the Gobeski Walsh Report. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, you don't like the abrupt sign-off. Well, I don't like the abrupt sign-off from the 1940s. <laughs> well, geez. Uh... Now that we've talked about Andy Samberg, that's our uh, that's our cue to get on out of here. Uh, we've hit the bottom of the barrel. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, we've we've hit the logical end of the conversation. <laughs> Andy Samberg, yep. the cap any conversation. <laughs> from now on, whenever we mention Andy Samberg, that's the end of the podcast. Five minutes in, a <laughs> hundred minutes in. Uh, you're going to try and pull this, aren't you? <laughs> Actually, what's going to happen is it's going to come out. Doug's going to hear it, and then he's going to try and pull it. Yeah. He's going to be like, I have two words for you, Charlie. Andy Samberg. <laughs> oh, no. It's like that episode of, have you seen the uh, 30 Rock at all? Do you know the episode where Lutz and uh, uh, Frank and uh, Twofer learn that Jack is a member of some secret society? in Princeton or whatever, where if they say some, I don't remember, I don't remember, but if they say some phrase, he has to excuse himself and leave the room no matter what's happening. <laughs> no. uh, I may have seen that episode. It would have been a long time ago. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> where he just has to say things like, gentlemen, my uh, house is on fire. I have to go. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Adam Kobeski still. And yeah, I'm Charlie Wallace and... See y'all later. Thanks for showing up for this uh, Back to Basics episode. And let's just uh, go ahead and let our audience say goodbye. And we'll see y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening. You can check out some of our other stuff at our website, www.gobeskywallsreport.com. And don't forget to look us up on Twitter at GW Report. 
Or you can find us on Facebook, just like the Gobeski Wallace Report, yo. Or if you find us on the street, just uh, feel free to say hi and tell us how much you love us and ask if you can be a guest on the podcast and stay at our house. You can stay at Charlie's house. Um, I will try to edit this this weekend. Is that soon enough for you? Wow, timing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Paul Wilcox just texted me. Oh, right. Yeah, I watched this documentary on Netflix called Chaos on the Bridge, and I said to Paul, have you watched it? <laughs> Good story, bro. <laughs> it's, uh, well, he just texted me back saying, I haven't, but I think I am going to right now. Oh, okay. Uh, it's basically William Shatner did this uh, hour-long documentary. It's on Netflix about the making of Star Trek The Next Generation, or at least the first couple, the years while Gene Roddenberry was involved. It was very interesting. And as you can guess from a something called Chaos on the Bridge was not the smoothest of of shows. So if you got an hour free. Only an hour? Yeah, I definitely yeah, do. Yeah, uh, 59 minutes, I think. And, mm. yeah. and there's your tag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>